The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Ross, we're brought to you by PropSwap. America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PricePix. PricePix is DFS simplified. Head over to PricePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Ross were brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social media betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. Ross were brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today and just head over to BetterFantasy.com SGPN. That's BetterFantasy.com SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode number 250 for the NBA Gambling Pod. It is Friday, November 26th, 11.04 on the East Coast. And joining me today to break down the 12-game NBA schedule, it's going to be the SGPN's man that does it on and off the court. Frequent contributor for the website at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and co-host of his own radio show, the usual suspect, Scott Reichel. Scott, how are you doing this uh, Friday morning, man, coming off of Thanksgiving? Uh, doing pretty well. I am starting to feel less full than I was yesterday, which is a step <laughs> in the right direction. But two of the football games were close. I can't say that two of them were good, but one of them was the one in the yeah. middle and then you had the Bills game, which I don't think anybody cared for, which was actually perfect because everyone was in a food coma anyway. So it's not like they were actually paying attention to the overall game. But yeah, overall, had a good holiday. Always nice to spend time with the family. But now it's time to get back to work. Unfortunately, there was no NBA on yesterday, Yeah, which means we got a lot of teams in action today. Yeah, like Scott said, yeah, we have a 12-game schedule tonight. Uh, I think we had 13 on Wednesday. NBA had a night off last night. Um how was your betting? How'd your betting go yesterday? Overall, it was okay. I didn't really have that much at, involved. I had a couple of player props, which did not work out for the NFL. I had Waller longest reception, 22 and a half yards. He had a 21 yard reception and got injured and uh, then didn't play for the rest of the game. So that was unfortunate, but it happens part of gambling. But yeah. besides that, I'm still a little bit salty at uh, Lou Dort for my best bet on the prop cast the other day. Over three and a half rebounds. Had three at halftime, played 37 minutes, finished with three. Are you serious? You can't grab one rebound in the second half. Really? You can do that to me? Come on. That's, Dort. Yeah, that's the uh, 
that's the industry that we're in. And I think I gave out, uh, I think mine was DeAndre Ayton. They just stopped using him. He was great against Cleveland. They just didn't use him for half the game. Yeah, he only played 27 minutes. I don't know what happened there. I mean, JaVale McGee was out there for 20 minutes, and he grabbed 13, or he had 13 points and 12 rebounds. But whatever, man. Like you said, that's just the industry that we signed up for uh, to be in. You know, you'll win some, you'll lose some, but it is what it is. Um, uh, one more point I wanted to get to before, I'm sorry, we get into the games here. Uh, that scoreboard from uh, Wednesday night started to kind of look like the usual scoreboard that we're, uh, typically seeing, I guess we can say, uh, with a lot of points finally being scored. Uh, do you think the tide is starting to turn here a little bit, or, uh, it was probably just, you know, certain matchups where, um, with the lack of defense there and scoring was up. Well, I think it might be a bit of a case study with some teams. I'll get into a team I'm sure we're going to talk about when it comes to overs, but yeah, it seems like the league, for the most part, is starting to adjust. Mm-hmm. Are the referees calling more? No, but I think the players have stopped looking for the constant calls, and they actually have started to try to, believe it or not, finish layups instead of just yeah. yelling at the <laughs> ref halfway through their shot. So I do think that the players have started to learn they're pivoting. So that might lead to a couple of low totals, sparingly yeah but i do think as a whole when you're getting less free throw attempts per game from every single team Mm -hmm. you're naturally going to see less points yeah yeah so i know that was just something that i noted when i was you know looking at the box scores uh on wednesday night that yeah scoring was up a little bit but uh yeah we'll get into that as we kind of get through the games here so let's just dive right into it scott let's lead off with the first game that's going to be tipping off in a couple hours here we have the Detroit Pistons headed to L.A. to take on the Clippers, where the Clippers are a 11.5-point favorite. Currently seeing a total of 205. Uh, checking the injury report here. Um, usual suspects for the Clippers are out. Nick Batum is out in health and safety protocols. And then for the Detroit Pistons, Isaiah Seward should be back tonight after serving his two-game suspension. And uh, Killian Hayes is doubtful for the uh, Detroit uh, Pistons. I was about to say Detroit Lions. Detroit Pistons, which means I think Cade or Corey Joseph should be in that starting lineup again. Pistons, the Lions, they lose a bunch of games. So it doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah, I just pull them into one sentence. Um, Scott, where are you going with this game, man? So I'm kind of shocked to talk about this game first. I figured we would save the best for last because this is clearly the marquee game on the card, right? <laughs> but looking at this actual matchup here, the question you have to ask yourself is, do you really want to lay 11 and a half with the Clippers? Because there's a team that seems to get off to slow starts. They usually pick it up after halftime, mm-hmm. but they are a defensive-minded team that really relies a ton on Paul George. And I know Jackson's had a couple of really good games lately, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, Paul George carries the entire team. That's kind of what we've seen so far, which is why his name is mentioned in the MVP uh, race at this point in time. Meanwhile, Detroit is just bad. They might be the worst fourth quarter team uh, in the league. They're kind of competing with New Orleans for that title or, well, Sacramento with Luke Walton, maybe not so much anymore. But Detroit in the second half of games gets absolutely buried all the time, but it seems like the first half, they're randomly competitive. Yeah. I actually like Detroit first half in okay. this spot because the Clippers seem to be a slow starting team. They might play with their food a little bit because we've seen the Clippers really kind of toy with the weaker teams instead of just putting them away from start to finish. Yeah. And Detroit's a team that's still young. They're a bit feisty. They'll fall apart for, after 48 minutes, but for 24 minutes, they're leading at the half against Miami the other night. So I do think that they are a decent first half team. Give me the Pistons plus the points in the first half. 
Yeah, I like that angle that you're talking about that, you know, they're not able to put it together for 48 minutes. Um, yeah, I, I, the thing with me is I don't want to lay the points with the Clippers either, but I'd also, I don't believe I don't want to take the points with Detroit either. So that's why I'm taking an angle because I yeah, got to find something. And that's why I really like your angle there about, you know, uh, taking a second half or first half Pistons and possibly a second half play on the uh, Clippers there. I'll probably wait for a live line in this game and just kind of, like you said, see how this game kind of starts. Um, I am leaning towards the under here in this game. I just don't see that, you know, it being an early start, you know, Pistons not so great offensively. And like you said, the Clippers are a a, a defensive-minded team right now uh, without their other superstar, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, quickly, Terrell did send in his pick, so I'll be giving his picks as we kind of go along through uh, these games and then also have his parlay for uh, as we wrap up the show later on. But, yeah, Clip, uh, Terrell is laying the points with the Clippers here. Uh, might be thinking the same thing that they probably blow him out in the second half. Uh, thoughts on the total, uh, Scott? It's under a pass. You're yeah. going through the offensive numbers for these teams, and they're both not very good. Now, the Detroit ranks 28th in offensive efficiency. It's not a surprise. They can't shoot the ball. But the Clippers rank 23rd, which is a bit surprising because we know Paul George has been so good. But mm-hmm. that goes back to my point, which is it's Paul George or bust. Yeah. And if Paul George has an off game, I don't want to say the Clippers are screwed, mm-hmm. but let's just say it's pretty tough to cover double digits when one player makes up the bulk of your offense and your name's not LeBron James. But you're looking at the pace. Detroit's also one of the slowest teams in the league. So I do think that they will slow the game down to a crawl. I have to like the under. I'm not sure the I'm not sure the Pistons reach 90 in this game. Yeah, I was I was thinking of taking Pistons team total under here for this game. Um yeah, their the three point shooting's not there for this team. And like you just said, the pace is also not there for the Detroit uh Pistons. Uh let's move on to the next game here, Scott. We're gonna go to one of the hottest teams, yeah, actually the hottest team in the NBA, which is the Phoenix Suns headed into New York to Madison Square Garden, your neck of the woods, uh, where the Phoenix Suns are a three and a half point road favorite in New York here, currently seeing a total of 216. Uh, Scott, where are you going with this game, buddy? This line at first glance looks extremely trappy. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's just daring you to take Phoenix and that New York might end up winning the game outright, but Phoenix is so damn good. Like yeah. it's, re- it's really tough to bet against this team because you know it's going to be close late, and you know when push comes to shove, you want Paul George and Devin Booker if you have money on the game because they've been so good closing games for the last year and a half where the Knicks, truth is, really haven't. You've looked at some of their games. They've really fallen apart down the stretch in a couple. Against the Lakers, they held on to win. They blew a 20-something point lead in the process, yeah. but they won the game. Mm-hmm. But... I'm actually going to take the Knicks, which I feel like is a bold call because I'm kind of fading a team that's won 14 in a row. Yeah. But this line does seem extremely short, Mm -hmm. and I think there's a reason for it. I'm going to take the Knicks. Yeah, if you kind of take a look at the points and the paint stats here, I think that's what's kind of really sticks out to me is that Phoenix Suns, I believe, they're ranked number five points points inside the paint, and then uh, New York Knicks are the third best uh, defense defending the pain that only allowing 41.6 per game. Um, I think this might come down to three point shooting. It was going to knock down the shots. Uh, both of these teams are top 10 and three point percentage. Uh, Phoenix is at number nine. New York is at number three. Um, and then we kind of take a look at pace. The Phoenix Suns do play at a higher pace. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Why is this number a little short? I think that when the Phoenix Suns play the Cavs the other night, I believe the line was only like six and a half, seven. I think the or, Cavs are a sneaky team. Yeah, and they the covered Knicks, that number. Yeah. 
And if you kind of take a look at what they're what they've done ATS overall, Phoenix. I mean, it's they're not world beaters. They're only they're nine and nine against spread, four and four on the road, um, three and three as a as a road favorite. So I mean, they um, failed to cover twice with Luca not in the lineup in back to back games. So yeah. I do think that's a bit concerning. But one of them was a bad beat, a couple of missed free throws. It happens. But the point is that those games were sweats in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to come down to the final two minutes. I think this game, I think this game's going to be very close. Yeah. And if I feel that way, just looking at a 14 game winning streak and having them only lay three and a half looks like the ultimate trap line. Yeah. I'm not going to fall for it. Give me the Knicks. Yeah. Actually, I mentioned the injury report. A lot of questionable tags for the Knicks. Uh, I mean, not significant. I mean, well, Derek Rose significant piece, but uh, uh, Mitchell Gibson. Robinson's questionable. Yeah. And Mitchell Robinson's also questionable. He's in the concussion protocol. Uh, pretty clean for the uh, Phoenix Suns as far as the usual guys that do play. So you go, so you go Knicks or Suns? Because I, I really like the Suns team, but that line is just telling you, I dare you to t- take the Suns. I'm not going to do it. God, I'm I'm going to do it. I'm gonna, I'll take Phoenix minus a three and a half. Um, and I, it, yeah, you're How right. Could you? You're seems... taking the team that's won 14 in exactly, a row. You lost yeah. your mind. Yeah. And I, that's the train I don't want to get in, uh, in front of right now. But, you know, t- we, we talked about the last game with Cleveland and Terrell, and he said that at some point on this road trip, I think Phoenix is going to lose a game. Um, but he's on Phoenix minus three and a half for this game. So um, you're right. This probably comes down to a last possession. We'll see. Maybe down to some free throws, but definitely one of the better matchups here. Uh, any thoughts on the total, Scott? This one I find extremely difficult total because the Knicks defense has been a lot worse than it was in previous years. Yeah. The Suns offense has been nuts the last couple of games. They've scored at least 112 in each of the last four, mm-hmm. at least 120 in two of the last three. I'm going with the over. Okay. I do think the Knicks will try to slow the pace a little bit, but I do think that both teams with the solid three-point shooting should hit a, a decent amount of shots. 216.5 sounds also a bit high, but I do think that it's high for a reason. I'm going to take the over pretty much. I'm expecting the whole game to be a trap. So I'm just going to take the over <laughs> in the Knicks. Yeah. I think that what you highlighted, we talked about three point shooting. Both these teams are pretty good three point shooting teams. And when I'm looking at, you know, taking overs, I'm looking at three point shooting pace and points inside the paint. So um, yeah, I think this number, I mean, it's, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a good number. I'll probably leave with the over with you as well, just because Phoenix is just so good on the offensive side during this uh, 14 game winning streak here. Uh, let's go over to the next game. Scott, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves. Headed to Charlotte to take on the Hornets, where the Hornets are a I'm seeing a two and a two and a half for the Hornets as a home favorite. Total of two twenty four and a half. Uh, Scott, thoughts on this game? I, f- I think that this game is the most underrated game on the card, just entirely because I think these teams are good. Minnesota has been a streaky team, but they tweaked the lineup a little bit. Vanderbilt's given them some great minutes yeah. in the starting rotation, and they've looked really good. I mean, you're going through the results. Minnesota's won five in a row, mm-hmm. beat Miami. You had one of the greatest poster dunks robbed by the referees in that game because of Anthony Edwards. But everything else has been just, I don't know, sunshine and rainbows for Minnesota over the last week and a half. Charlotte's been great, too. Yeah, uh, I had money on them minus seven against uh-huh. Orlando, and they ended up pushing for me. Thanks, LaMelo, for that self-alley-oop in the second quarter. I really <laughs> appreciate it. But anyway, Charlotte's been rolling as well. I do think that this is going to come down to the wire, but Charlotte's been so good at home. Yeah, It's really tough to step in front of them. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Minnesota because I think that Charlotte is a team that even though they've been playing really well, I really think Minnesota found something. 
And I think the size, especially with Plumlee being day-to-day, I know Plumlee's not a great player. He's still a body. And Towns should have a great game if Plumlee's less than 100%, which he will be. I think Minnesota's backcourt can stack up. And I think that the front court has an advantage. So I'm actually going to take a bit of a shocker here going with Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota, <clears throat> I see them ranked number three, at least in defensive efficiency, which is a f- fairly a significant improvement mm-hmm. from what they've been over the last couple of seasons. So kudos to them for making that commitment on the defensive side. I do see Patrick Beverly is going to be out for this game for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. But yeah, a tale of two teams that are having some great success over uh, the past two weeks here, like you mentioned. Um, Charlotte. Uh, at home, like you mentioned, uh, let's see. I'm trying to find their spread numbers for Charlotte. Uh, six and two against the spread at home. Uh, five and one as a home dog. One and one as a favorite. Um, I will lean with Charlotte here. Terrell has. Let's see. He'll probably have the Hornets because yeah, I mean they're six yeah. and two at home. I, I get it. I just maybe I'm buying in. I'm drinking the Kool Aid a little bit with Minnesota, but I actually really like what they've done over the last week and a half. Yeah, he's a Charlotte guy, so he's also on uh, Charlotte for tonight. Thoughts on this total at two twenty four and a half? It seems a hair high to me, but I, I think it's thoughts. high. Yeah, I, I I have a hard time taking an over when Minnesota, as you, you said, third in defense efficiency over the either the whole season or just the last week and a half. Yeah, when you're walking into either your arena or other teams' arenas and you're barely giving up 100 for a full two weeks, I can't take an over 220 in your game. I got to take the under. Yeah, I'm leaning with the under here. Here, I think it's moving towards uh, 225, so that number keeps climbing. I'm going to wait till game time uh, mm-hmm. to maybe see if I could get a better number at 225 or maybe 225 and a half. Uh, let's go over to the next game. Uh, Scott, we have the Chicago Bulls. Headed to Orlando to take on the Magic. I believe this is the return of Vucevic to Orlando. Um, nine and a half, yeah, nine and a half point road favorite for the Bulls. Coming off of two terrible, terrible losses, blown out at home against the Pacers, and for whatever no God reason that the Rockets were able to beat the Chicago Bulls team without Jalen Green in that game. He left, I believe, in the first quarter with a lower leg injury, but. Um, they go to Orlando, nine and a half point uh, road favorite. Total sitting at two twelve and a half. Uh, let me see what Terrell has for this game. He is, uh, yeah, this is his lock uh, at minus eight. So I'm sure, I'm sure he likes it up to nine and a half, possibly ten. But uh, Scott, your thoughts? So of course the Bulls lost because they were the final leg of a money line parlay I had, and they ended up losing to the Rockets, which. Always hurts, man. That's never. I should a fun thank you time. for that the victory then for the Rockets then, huh? Yeah, you're welcome. Thank uh, you. <laughs> definitely a pain in the ass to watch them blow a double digit lead to a one win team, but Orlando is a team that offensively is not very good. Without Cole Anthony, they are really, really bad. <laughs> they really just cannot generate anything offensively. But my question for you is: this a slight, I'd say, slump for Chicago? Or is this a sign of things to come? Because the Indiana game, I can give you a pass. You're yeah. on a back-to-back. You just beat the Knicks in a close game. And you were fatigued and you didn't show up. Okay, that's fine. You know, whatever. You really blew a double-digit lead to Houston. I will say this. I was watching this Rockets game uh, because this the Chicago Bulls. They, missed, were, they, made, they made a bunch of threes. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That they, just, they were just knocking down. They actually came out in that second half. And we're actually knocking down shots, which they haven't done all season long. I mean, you mm-hmm. got 18 points from Daniel House, who hasn't played much all season. They knocked, they were 17 of 36 from three point land. Um, and I think there was another, yeah, Daniel House, I see, yeah, he was six. House was nuts. Four. I know, 
uh, Brooks made a was it Brooks? Yeah, yeah. he made a couple. Uh, Armani Brooks three for six, uh, and then uh, Garrison Matthews two for four. So I mean, their bench stepped up, which Sangoon hasn't been was happening very good also, in that game. Yeah. I don't know why he's not getting a more playing time. I can play, a, man. Guy yeah, can that, play. that's a conversation for another time. But I don't. Uh, to answer your question, I don't think it's a a sign of what's to come for them. I, I am still a believer in this team. Food they just caught. Thought. Yeah, it just a, a they caught a red hot Rockets team. So um, I'm probably going to lay the points here with the Bulls. Uh, what do you think? I uh, guess I'm being contrarian today because I really don't want to lay eight and a half with Chicago off of those two losses. Yeah, I, I, I get the premise. Chicago should be annoyed and they should take care of business against Orlando. Yeah. But Orlando, I watched against Charlotte. They weren't totally atrocious and Charlotte was rolling. Now, Charlotte played with its food a little bit. I acknowledge that. But the Magic have lost four in a row. They lost to the Nets by two. Okay, that's no shame in that. Played yeah. Milwaukee twice, and Milwaukee is surging right now, so I'm not going to criticize them for that. And they kept it close against Charlotte for about three and a half quarters. So I think eight and a half is too high. Of course, am I thrilled with going to the window with the Magic? Of course not. You have to be crazy to do that. Yeah. But I don't want to lay the points. I'm going to take Orlando. Yeah, I'm currently seeing uh, Cole Anthony questionable for this game. Uh, no, he so, might play, and you might see the line drop. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so definitely keep an eye out for that um, uh, as we get closer to game time and as these injury reports continue to come out throughout the day. Uh, thoughts on the total, uh, Scott, 213 now? I can't take an over with Orlando. Yeah, me neither. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to the next game here. We have maybe one of the more exciting matchups tonight. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks going into Memphis to take on the Grizzlies, where the Grizzlies are a small one-point home favorite. Currently seeing a total of 226. Um, was this one of the teams that you were talking about for the overs, uh, Scott? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, just because of the recent scores for Memphis. Yeah. Uh, the league evolved into a lower scoring uh, you know, type of game flow. Memphis uh, didn't get the memo. They're still no. playing basketball like it was last year, which I'm a huge fan of, by the way. Yeah. But there's a lot of points in their games. Let's put it that way. Um. Yeah, I, I I took the Toronto Raptors. Actually, yeah, I had the Raptors as my dog, and then I also took their team total in their last game, and that, that fairly came in easily. That was a bit of a sweat. What, they have like 100 points at the end of three quarters or something? Yeah. yeah. I, I have to tell you about a bad beat that I had with the Raptors the other night where they only scored like 12 points in the fourth quarter, and I had the team total over there. But, you know, that's, that, that's the NBA for you. Uh, thoughts on the uh, side here, uh, Scott? Uh, One-point home favorite for the uh, Grizz? This is another interesting line because Atlanta's won six in a row and they're one point dog to a team that lost by 13 to Toronto at home. Now, the main reason why is because Atlanta's two and eight on the road. Yeah. They're ridiculously good at Atlanta, but everywhere else they're not very good. But they did beat San Antonio by 18 on the road in their last game. Now, San Antonio, good, of course not. They're terrible. But the point is that at least they took care of business in a road game, which is a good start because they were one and eight on the highway. Yeah. I got to take Atlanta. I might be an idiot for fading a team that's won 14 in a row. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it twice on the show. I got to <laughs> take Atlanta winning six because winning six in a row because Memphis is a team. They don't guard anybody. And Atlanta's offense was a mess to start the year. Trey has been really good. It seemed mm-hmm. like he also tweaked something with the foul calling, and now he's been great. Collins has been good. Uh, Capella's a walking double-double. Yep. And you're looking at the supporting cast. They've all been good. Now, Bogdanovich is questionable, so that is important to monitor i gotta take atlanta because this team made the Eastern conference finals last year and we thought that that might have been a fluke after the first two weeks 
it wasn't a fluke. This team's really good. The ceiling for Atlanta is higher than the ceiling for Memphis. I'll take Atlanta. Yeah, both these teams are top 10 in uh, points scored inside the paint. Uh, Atlanta, number two as far as three-point percentage. Uh, and then again, Memphis, one of the worst, I believe, if not the worst three-point defending team in the entire association so far this season. I mean, they rank number 30 and three-point percentage allowed, number 30 and three-point makes allowed per game. Um, so, you know, teams are firing off against them. We saw that the other night against the Toronto Raptors. Um, yeah, I cannot back a team that is going to not play defense. So in Atlanta, um, they have all the firepower they do, but I'm, I'm more so this is probably locked territory for me on the over for this game. Um, I really like the over in this game, you know, just because we talked about how Memphis is not a great defending team and Atlanta has this, you know, ways sometimes of not defending, but these both these teams can put up points at will if they so choose. And I think we'll see that here tonight uh, for uh, the matchup in this game. Uh, are you agreeing with that over there, Scott? Yeah, there's no one taking under with the Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next game here. We have the Toronto Raptors headed to Indiana to take on the Pacers, where the Pacers are a three-and-a-half-point Home favorite, currently seeing a total of 211 and a half. I did not mention um, Terrell's pick for the last game. He is on Memphis minus the one. And then for this game, I believe this is his lock of the, or sorry, his dog of the day with is Toronto plus the four and a half. But uh, thoughts uh, on this game, uh, Scott? Well, uh, I like Toronto and that was my dog as well because they've played twice this season. Toronto's two and oh. Now, Ananobi has not played for the last couple of games. They fared decently without him, but he's questionable, so he might actually return for this one. Simply put, Indiana's a psycho team, and they should not be laying four and a half. I don't understand how they're laying four and a half to a team that's beaten them twice at that. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I've been back in Toronto almost on the daily. I mean, they're seven and four uh, on the road so far this season, and then against the let me see if I can find it here. Also seven and four against the spread. So uh, they're getting the job done right now. I think defensively, they've been pretty solid. Have the, have the Toronto Raptors, like you said, no Ananobi, but they've gotten Pascal Siakam back and, you know, Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent Jr. And I mean, Scotty Barnes, like I said, if you guys have not had the opportunity to watch this guy play or, or this Raptors team, you guys need to watch them because I think there's something uh, good brewing for the Toronto Raptors. I'll, I'll agree with you. I also like the Raptors here. Uh, on the points, and then possibly, you know, I will be playing the money line. Also, thoughts on this um, total, Scott? I think it's too high. Uh, just going through the actual numbers, they played twice this season. Mm-hmm. First game was high scoring. Second game finished 97-94. Yeah. I see it in that type of territory. I th- think it'll be a lower scoring slugfest, which is what I think you usually get when these teams get together. Yeah. But Yeah, I'm just looking at it, and I really like the under because Indiana offensively might have looked good against the Lakers. Mm -hmm. That team can't guard anybody. I'm still not sold on the Pacers as a team. So give me the Raptors and give me the under. Yeah, I agree with you there also. Scott, let's take a quick break here. We will come back, and we'll get to the rest of the schedule for this Friday night uh, uh, games in the association. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of WinBet Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, 
WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New, years, new users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it up to 200%. If you bet $100, you'll get a free bet of $200. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap has always, always has the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a bet that you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time. So your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, uh, let's get to the next game here, Scott. We have the Washington Wizards headed to uh, Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder, where the Wizards are laying seven and a half points on the road here, seeing a total of 206 and a half, trending towards 207. Uh, what do you think for this game, Scott? I think it's too many points. And that sounds crazy because Gilgis Alexander is not going to play, but yeah. I don't like how the Wizards have played for the last week and a half. And this team was a surprising or shocking one seed in the East for about a day. And then everything kind of fell apart after that. I don't want to say it reminds me of the Rockets team from last year. Mm-hmm. That was randomly good for about two weeks and then everything hit the fan. Yeah. But it does seem like Washington overachieved to start and now they're drastically plummeting back down to earth. And do I want them lying seven and a half in this spot? No. Oklahoma City, of course, has lost a couple of games. They've, they're not a good basketball team. But they hung around with Utah, and that impressed me. And yeah. you can look at the results. This team doesn't win many games, but it seems like they're always in the thick of it midway through the fourth quarter. And they haven't pulled some of these games out, but you played Milwaukee, lost by seven. No shame in that. Mm-hmm. Played Boston, lost by six. Both of those games on the road. Played Atlanta, arguably the best home team, second best home team in the league with Golden State, lost by 12. That's fine. And they lost to Utah at home by six, and they were winning a decent amount of that game. So I kind of like the form the Thunder are in despite losing. Seven and a half seems way too high. I can't lay seven and a half with a team that lost by 25 to New Orleans in the last game. <laughs> Give me Oklahoma City. I think they got a shot to win the game, but I'll take the seven and a half. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Thunder six and three against the number at home this season. Uh, they are twelve and six overall against the spread, and we don't care about you know the money or straight up bets. I mean, what their record is, but we're, great teams cover. Yeah, great teams cover. There you go. Um, so I agree with you. OKC, man, I probably look at some Josh Giddy uh, player props with SGA being out uh, uh, for this game with the right ankle sprain. But 
Uh, Terrell also agrees with us. He's taking the plus seven for the Thunder here. Uh, thoughts on this total here, uh, Scott? Normally, I'm all over unders with OKC. I actually like the over here just because of the fact that the Wizards defensively have really struggled. Uh, they have 112 to Miami, played them again, doubleheader, usually a lower scoring game second time around. Uh, but you had 109 allowed to Charlotte and gave up 127 to New Orleans. The Thunder are a team that can usually, uh, at least the last couple of games, they've gotten over 100 for three games straight. So that's a step yeah. in the right direction. But I do think 206 sounds a bit low. I'm going to take the over. What do you think about the Thunder 99 and a half team total? I kind of like that. Uh, if I think they're going to cover, I think they're probably getting over 100. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that's too low. I understand the premise because earlier in the season they couldn't score. Now yeah. you, you're missing your best player. Yeah. But the offense has clawed to over 103 straight, and Washington's given up at least 100 in each of the last four. So I do think that team total sounds a bit low. Yeah, I, I might be playing that team total here. But again, I agree with you guys, both you and Terrell, on this Seven, seven and a half number for the OKC Thunder. 206 seems a little low, especially like you highlighted that Washington is starting to regress a little bit on the defensive end here. Uh, let's go over to the next game, Scott. We have the Boston Celtics headed to San Antonio to take on the Spurs, where the Boston Celtics are a three-point road favorite, currently seeing a total of 214 and a half. I don't understand why this number is only three, but I will give you the floor first, sir. Well, the number's three because, as I said about the Pacers, the Celtics are a psycho team. So nobody knows what to expect from this team any given day. We know what we can expect from San Antonio. Unfortunately, it's a bunch of losses because they're not a very good basketball team. But yeah. we went through the win totals of the Western Conference together uh, on a podcast, and we both said straight up, we think the Spurs are not going to be a good team. Of course, the Popovich angle for a low win total was tempting. I didn't buy it for a second. This team is yeah. awful. And there's really nothing to like besides the Jonte Murray. Keldon Johnson has some moments, but he also vanishes for about 20 minutes in any given game. So yeah. the consistency is not there. DeJounte is something special, but he's really just by himself. Boston has the firepower with Tatum, with Brown. They no-showed against the Nets, which was an embarrassing showing, but... You can make an argument they'll be eager to get back on track. I'm making the argument that the Spurs should definitely be getting more points than three. It could be a trap because Boston's a lunatic team, as I said before. Yeah. In this case, I don't even care. I San Antonio's lost six in a row. They're just terrible. Give me Boston. Yeah, Boston so far this season on the road against the spread, six three and one. They're a perfect four and oh as a road favorite here. So Another game that possibly should be locked territory for me. I don't understand why this is only minus three. But, yeah, like you highlighted, Boston's kind of erratic uh, to maybe put it nicely. Uh, but I think they've kind of figured some things out. They finally got their guys healthy. Jalen Brown, like we said, is back. Jason Tatum has looks like he's been playing uh, better. Robert Williams will be out for this game. Uh, so that means Al Horford. Uh, maybe some rebounding props on Al Horford here tonight. But uh, thoughts on the uh, total here, Scott, at 214. Uh, now it's up to two fourteen. So I have a thought. On the, I have a I have a thought on the total, and then I want to go into a brief rant really quickly. Yeah, but go for it. For this actual total, I think it's a little low. I get Boston was a great defensive team for maybe a week and a half, mm -hmm. but you're looking at the recent performances. Gave up one away to the Lakers. It's fine when you score one thirty. That's going to happen. Uh, you gave up one hundred five to Oklahoma City. Not great. You beat Houston, but you know you should. Unless yeah. you're Chicago, and then you played <laughs> the Nets and you lost by nineteen. Gave up one hundred twenty three. The Spurs are just handing out 110-plus points every game. 
Defensively, DeJounte Murray is a first-team all-defensive quality player. Mm-hmm. The rest of the team, not so much. Yeah. I like the over. That total's a bit low. But my rant quickly here. Yeah. The Spurs are 4-13. and 13. They're really in third place in their division. Really? Well, Southwest. Are you out of your mind? Well, read off the teams that are in that division. That'll answer your question. So Dallas is 10 and 7. Yeah. First place, 10 and 7. Yeah. Memphis is 9 and 9. Yeah. But you know, one and a half games back. San Antonio is 4 and 13. Yep. New Orleans is 4 and 16. There you go. And Houston is 2 and 16. <laughs> that might be the worst th- bottom three teams I've ever seen in a division. And I had to bring it to light because that is insane. The Spurs are nine games under through 17 games and they're in third place. This division used to be like one of the more competitive divisions. I don't know how long ago, but I mean, yeah, this division has significantly, I mean, significantly regressed. It's the worst um, division in the league. It is. It really is. And, and there's no question about it. I mean, when you when you talk about the Rockets that are obviously in rebuild mode, Spurs are in that direction also, and New Orleans, I don't know what they're doing down there, but... They're um, cashing our win total under. That's what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, yeah, I, we're, we're sitting very, very pretty on that one. So, yeah, I, at this point, it's going to be a two-horse race all season long between Dallas and Memphis. But, yeah, you're right. This probably is the worst division in the entire association, um, at least for this year so far. But uh, we'll try to cash in on it as much as we can. I wish there was like a a, a regular season, like win total, like by division. I think we probably, probably would have pounded the under for, for, this, uh, for this division. I don't like anybody in this division. We didn't like Dallas. Memphis, I actually, we both liked, but we thought they would be hovering around 500, which might be good enough. Yeah. And we hated the other three teams. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, it's not pretty, but anyway, to go back to this matchup, uh, you're going with Boston and what yeah. do you like for the total? I am I I I know you highlighted that Boston has not been good defensively. It's mostly I, San Antonio. Yeah, and it is. And, I, and that's why I'm leaning toward taking that team total versus the game total because I could honestly see like Boston just coming in and like winning like 112, 115 to like 97, 99, which would be like mm-hmm. right around that total. So mm-hmm. I, I I like the Boston team total here for this game, though. But I, I am taking that minus three here for uh, San Antonio. I'm sorry, uh, for the Boston Celtics. Uh, let's move over yep, to the next game. Uh, we will probably make this a quick one. We have the New Orleans Pelicans headed to Utah, where Utah is a 12 and a half point home favorite, seeing a total of 217 and a half. Now, let's just say this, that. The New Orleans Pelicans have been playing, I guess we can say, better than what they were. I mean, there's only one direction for them to go. Um, but like you say, yeah, they're four and sixteen overall. They're one and nine away from their home uh, arena. They don't like to brag, but they're one and nine away from their home. Yeah, arena. two and eight against the number uh, on the road so far this season. But uh, Scott, where are you going with this game? I'm going with Utah. Now it's a bunch of points, and New Orleans has played a little bit better lately, but. I don't really give a damn. Uh, I can't back the Pelicans. This team is awful. See, you think it's a good price, and then you actually watch them play for about five minutes, and you realize you've made a horrible mistake. (laughs) I can't can't back New Orleans. This team is awful. Uh, The only redeeming quality for this team is either Brandon Ingram, who I think is an overrated player, but he's the best player they have on the team, Mm -hmm. and uh, Valanciunas. But Valanciunas is basically negated by Rudy Gobert's presence, so I don't think he's going to have much of a game there. Yeah, I got to like Utah. You know, they struggled against Oklahoma City, but at home, they're a bunch of world beaters. So 
Would I be shocked if Utah's up 30 about halfway through the third quarter? No. Would I be shocked if it's a close game and Utah blows it open late? No. But I think there's multiple ways you can end up cashing this because it seems like a big spread. It's really not because Utah's been arguably the best home team for the last, what, three years? Yeah. That so I'm going to take the Jazz. Yeah. Uh, for the injury report, uh, pretty clean. Uh, the only questionable tag for the Utah Jazz is uh, Royce O'Neal, but I don't think that's going to make a huge difference, if a difference at all, for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I'm not back in this uh, Pelicans team. I mean, we've been down on them all year. I'm going to continue to be down on them for the rest of the year. Um, thoughts on the total? Maybe a Utah Jazz team total over here, possibly? Well, that's the issue because Utah defensively is supposed to be really, really good, and New Orleans offensively is supposed to be really, really bad. But it's kind of like what we just talked about the Celtics and Spurs game. Is one team going to drag down the full game total so badly that it's not going to get there? Yeah. And I am concerned about that. I like the Utah team total over Yeah. because at home they're nuts. And I think they're going to score probably 118 points by themselves. So I'm going to go with the over. Utah has a great chance to go for 120 plus here. Yeah. So I feel like I kind of have to take the over. But they could win one twenty to ninety five, and I'll just be really disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're both taking uh, Utah here, no doubt, and uh, looking at the Jazz team total for these. Uh, sorry, for this matchup uh, here between these two teams. Let's go over to the next game. A uh, uh, could be an interesting game if some of these uh, Denver Nuggets player want to play tonight or back from injury. But the Milwaukee Bucks are headed to the Mile High City to take on the Denver Nuggets. Uh, the Bucks are a three and a half point uh, road favorite here. Currently seeing a total of two fourteen. Quickly, should mention the injury report here for the Denver Nuggets. Um, Nikola Jokic is battling the wrist injury. They said on Wednesday that he may be able to return today. Uh, I think he will probably go tonight. Uh, and Michael Porter Jr. continues to be missing not only on the court, but he's also dealing with a lower back injury. Those results also have been here. Yeah, and we didn't mention that, that he tore his ACL the other night. Um, so another blow for the Denver Nuggets uh, depth there. Uh, and obviously, Jamal Murray continues to be out uh, due back, probably not till next year, 2022. But, Scott, three-and-a-half-point uh, road favorite here for the Bucks. What do you think? Bucks all day, every day. Now, I this is also one of those lines where you're immediately thinking of taking Denver because they're good at home, yeah. spreads a bit short. I'm invested so heavily in Milwaukee stock right now because you can just tell that when Middleton came back, they flipped the switch. Yeah. And I don't want to say they're fully back to where they were last year, mm-hmm. but they look really, really good. Now, some yeah. of their recent opponents have been the bottom feeders of the league. You beat Oklahoma City, you beat the Magic twice, and you beat the Pistons. I Yeah, congrats. But <laughs> the point is, is that Milwaukee actually does look a lot more dialed in. Mm -hmm. Uh, particularly on the offensive end. I feel like they've really looked sharp over the last couple of games where Denver, it's not really their fault. You know, you have a bunch of injuries, the team, half the team's dead and they're getting their ass kicked. So I have to go with Milwaukee because assuming Jokic plays or doesn't play, there's really just no supporting cast at this point in time. And even though Dozier isn't a score by any means, he gave you minutes and you're missing him now. That's a problem. Besides Jokic, who do you have? You're going to put your stock in Will Barton being your second best offensive player? Don't get me started about Will Barton. But, um, is he the second best <laughs> offensive player on the team? Uh, as far as, yeah. I mean. That's not good. Yeah. It's Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. 
Michael Porter Jr. has been gone uh, this season. I mean, he hasn't shown up yet. I mean, the whole maybe the vaccination thing. Well, but I'm saying with the active roster right now, assuming Yogi Aaron Gordon, play, maybe Aaron Gordon's probably your second best. I am so anti Aaron Gordon from an offensive <laughs> perspective. Defensively, I think he's underrated, but offensively, yeah. people thought he was going to be so much more. And then he came over from the Magic, and he's barely shot the ball. He had a couple of good games there. But the point is, with Jokic out of the lineup, your best offensive player might actually be Will Barton. Give me Milwaukee minus three and a half. Do where do you think? I mean, obviously, the line's going to move in the direction of the Nuggets if uh, Jokic is able to go. How many points do you think it comes back? Maybe a point, point and a half, maybe. I think it would two? bounce to two or two and a half. Yeah, and I think you'd still see Milwaukee money because. I really just don't know how you can wa- look at these two teams and even with Jokic in the lineup, really feel confident about taking Denver. Yeah. I mean, Milwaukee right now, they are, like you said, the stock to buy them right now or to back them is right now. They've won what five, six games in a row here, but like you mentioned, not the greatest competition, but I mean, I don't think but that how, how good of a competition is Denver. I don't even they're know. Not, yeah. They're really not right now, especially with all the injuries. And like you said, not their fault, but um yeah, this, why is this number so short, man? I feel like I'm falling into these traps today. But well, Milwaukee um, had, a, had a long ho- uh, home homestead, so now they're going yeah. back on the road. Yeah, into and, Denver. And now, yeah, it's in Denver. You got altitude. Denver played a couple road games, but even at home, you lost to Philly with no Embiid, no Simmons, no whatever by 14 to a bench squad. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Then you lost to Chicago the game after. So it's not like they've even been taking care of business at home lately. Yeah. I it trap or not, I got to take Milwaukee. Yeah, I haven't mentioned uh, Terrell's picks here for the last couple of games. Going back, uh, he is on Boston minus three. He's also on the Bucks minus three and a half, and he is taking the points with the Pelicans plus twelve for this game. So uh, we'll be uh, watching these uh, picks closely for sure. But yeah, I think I'm in agreement with you guys. Also, it's got to go with the Bucks here minus the three and a half. Um, not much else to say, man. Just keep an eye out for this uh, the Joker news if he's able to go tonight, if or not. But um, if he's able to go, you'll probably get a better number on the Milwaukee Bucks at probably, like, we're thinking two, two and a half. But uh, even with Jokic, who does Denver have that could even stand in the way of Giannis? Of Giannis, yeah. That was what my do you do? Thoughts. You put Aaron Gordon on him? Like, I, I, I don't know. You're kind of just screwed. That's probably going to be their best bet if they're going to. Yeah, Aaron Gordon's probably the only guy that they aren't going to have to put on him. But then. Yeah, give Bull Bull 35 minutes. Like, they, they got nothing. <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. what you're supposed to do. Yeah, let's get to the last game here, uh, Scott. We have the Portland Trail Blazers headed to Golden State to take on the Warriors. Warriors are currently a six to six and a half point home favorite. Currently seeing a total of two twenty five. Um, I know I've been on the bandwagon, or not the bandwagon, but I've been on this Warriors train before the season started. I've been backing them all season long. No reason for me to stop now. I am taking Warriors minus the six, six and a half at home here. Portland, one of those teams like Atlanta, I think, Scott, that great at home on the road, not so much. Oh, you're looking at Portland straight up on the road. They're one and eight. Yeah. So that kind of tells you all you need to know. But as I said about Atlanta, it seems like they've turned a corner, and I do think it's a good matchup for them. As for Portland, you're on a big winning streak coincidence all those games at home by the way yeah then you go on the road to face an alvin gentry led sacramento kings and you lose on the road so that means that this team is exactly who we thought they were Mm -hmm. which is a very good home team and an awful road team and now they're on the road against probably the best team in the league Mm -hmm. give me golden state 
Give me Curry to go for 35 against Lillard, if not more. And I think that Curry props will go really well tonight. But I like the uh, I like the Warriors here because they have a gear defensively that Portland just does not have. This is another game that I kind of like the team total for the uh, home team here, the Golden State Warriors. Kind of take a look at what Portland has done over the, their past couple road games here. And like you mentioned, they are one and eight on the road so far this season. But like, like we said, 125 given up to the Kings. Go back to that Denver game. They gave up 124 to the Denver Nuggets, a team that we just talked about. Their lone win on the road this season, Scott, the Houston Rockets. So not, not much happening for this team on the road. But, yeah, I am backing this Warriors team 100%, minus 6.5. Give me the over on the Warriors team total at 115.5 also. Uh, thoughts on the total there, uh, Scott? I agree with the Warriors team total over. Uh, as for the actual game here, Oh, this number does feel like it's where it should be a two twenty four and a half. But I'm gonna go with the under, okay. Which sounds a little bit bold because Portland really cannot stop anybody, but Golden State can. Yeah, and I think Portland's gonna struggle offensively on the highway. Yeah, not not like we said, not great uh, road numbers for the Portland Trailblazers. So, uh, and let me check uh, Terrell's pick here. He is also on Golden State here tonight at minus six and a half. I was wrong. There is one last game for tonight, and that is going to be the Sacramento Kings. And I don't see it on the board right now. For do you see it there, Scott? This uh, uh I well, it's a little bit of a waiting game to see if LeBron's going to play or not. Okay, I did see seven and a half about an hour ago. Yeah, but I'm guessing there has been. I see seven uh, on one book, so it's gone down a little bit. But okay. the Lakers are minus seven totals around. Oh boy, is that yeah? This is a big two twenty nine. I thought it was just two twenty six and a half an hour ago. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll handicap it. Let's just assume that LeBron. Let's just assume that LeBron is going to go um, tonight. So seven and a half, seven seven and a half for the Lakers at home, hosting the Sacramento Kings with a total around two twenty eight and a half, two twenty nine. Um, let's just assume Scott that LeBron will play. So where are you at with this game? Over. Uh, I, <laughs> the over would have been my best bet if I had guarantees that LeBron was going to play. Mm. But I mentioned it before. Alvin Gentry led Sacramento. Yep. That's all you need to hear because some coaches, you know, immediately, whether they're in the D'Antoni tree or not, their teams never guard anybody. And Alvin Gentry's teams have never guarded anybody in his entire career. Yeah. And now they face off against the Lakers whose offense did look better with LeBron back because, duh, he dropped 39 and was absolutely crazy in overtime. But defensively, they're a mess. Yeah. So I think you'll see an up-tempo game where neither team's very good at defense. Both teams aren't exactly trying to play defense. And I think you'll see a game that might even get into the 240s. But I like the over in this game. As for the spread, I can't lay points with the Lakers. Nope. Can't do that. Uh, Jack, really going over this injury report, I think yeah, obviously that was something that we need to mention. Like we mentioned, LeBron is questionable. Um, and then for the Sacramento side, two key guys that are questionable also in Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes. I could have sworn this total was 226 and a half an hour ago. So the fact that it went up around two <laughs> points makes me believe LeBron's going to play because I don't know how it would go up two points if he wasn't going to play. But I'm just reading the reading between the tea leaves there. I'm assuming he's going to play. I don't even care. I mean, they were trailing by double digits or for a decent portion of that game against a pretty underwhelming Indiana team. 
Yeah. I get they won. Mm-hmm. Good for them. They didn't really look good doing it. So give me Sacramento plus the points. Yeah, there's no way I agree with you. I'm laying seven and a half against, uh, or sorry, with the Lakers here. Uh, both these teams, I think, believe are top 10 in pace. Uh, so that's why we're seeing a high total here. These two teams cannot defend the paint to save their lives. I think Anthony Davis should have a big game tonight for the Lakers. Um, Is he playing or does he still have a fever? I don't see him on the injury report, so he might be playing. Uh, Street Close should be playing here tonight. Um, yeah, it's kind of just look at the stats for both of these teams. Yeah, they're not great defending the paint. Three-point shooting is not there either, or defending the three-point shooting for the Kings is not there. And like you mentioned, I think probably the only handicap we need is that Alvin Gentry is now the head coach. And I, I mentioned this in the NBA Slack channel, is that we're going to have to keep an eye on this because Gentry's team have not, again, they play with a lot of pace. And they don't play defense. So um, I agree with you on the over there and taking Sacramento. Uh, Scott, let's take one last break here. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show with final thoughts and we'll get into our lock dog. And it's Friday. So that means Friday parlay. So we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors. Better Fantasy is a new free to play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app and it's fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is that they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Download today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. Have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market, and Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players who only play a handful of games off the bench in every single game. Price Picks offers props that you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. Tonight, Wednesday night in the NBA, I am taking Malcolm Brogdon against the Detroit Pistons to make more than two three-point shots against the Detroit Pistons. And I'm also going to be taking, let's see here, Kyle Kuzma to grab eight or more rebounds against the Charlotte Hornets tonight. And those two entries for those two projections to get over my $20 entry were turned into $60 if both of those cash for me and get above their projection so guys it's really fun you guys need to check out uh, price picks they have so many different prop betting options um, from points rebounds assists three-point shots they also have nfl they have college basketball they have college football hockey mma tennis so make sure to head over to price picks to check them out uh, price picks allows like i said allows mixed sports entries you can take the over for like i said for bradley bill tonight you could take an under on another player that's playing in another sport like college football tonight and even hockey use the award-winning app on both the app store and google play store entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's really that easy guys price picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals don't hesitate Check out pricepicks.com and use promo code SGP to get your 100% instant deposit match up to $100 or go to your app store and download the app today. Pricepicks is daily fantasy made easy. Russell brought you by SoBet. Since when did sports became, became, 
so rigid. Sports betting is becoming meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustache tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free-to-web application, you can access a demo on their app which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and it's truly competitive. Next time you're with friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see what who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by using any metric they want as long as somebody is on the other side to accept it. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io, that's SoBet.io to join the revolution. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up, toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, uh, Scott, I will give you the floor first here, sir, and also go through Terrell's picks. But what do you got as a lock and dog for tonight? So my lock is going to be the over in the Hawks-Grizzlies game because how am I not supposed to take an over with Memphis? This team just walks in to any arena and hands out a free 115, 120 points. And Atlanta's offense has been great the last couple of games. The winning streak helps. Playing at home helps. But I I do think that the offensive showing on the road against San Antonio, Uh for a team that bad on the road up to that point, I do think might carry over. And it might be a little bit of the confidence boost they needed to push forward. But Memphis, until they guard anybody, I'm assuming every game they're going to have is going to land in the 230s. Give me the over. I agree with you. I mean, I can't um, I can't argue against that. I mean, we talked about it, right? Memphis is not just not – they're not playing defense at all this year. Um, Atlanta, again, a team that's a great offensive team, seems like they've – at least they got the victory. They put up 124 against San Antonio Spurs, so I like that. Um, I will go with my lo- – actually, why don't you go with your dog there, uh, Scott? What do you got? So just to make sure the dog here is for the spread or the money line, uh, you can go, let's, let's go spread. And if you do have a money line, you could throw in that also, but let's go with the spread first. So for the spread, I'll pick a different one to be different. Okay. Um, I'll go with the thunder plus the points against okay. the wizards as my dog spread for the game, because I don't think Washington should be laying seven and a half. I think that line's crazy based on how they've played the last week and a half. And the thunder have been competitive. They're not going to win many games, but I think they'll keep it close. So that's my dog spread for the actual money line. I'm going Toronto because this team has done well against Indiana twice. We saw them put up a good offensive showing against Memphis. So we know that the depth is there for this team. The issue is that they're still young and inexperienced, but Indiana's a psycho team that should never be laying three and a half. And I think the Raptors have a great chance to win the game. So there's two dog picks, but, uh, uh, in case you didn't piece it together, I like the Raptors' money line, so I think they're going to also cover three and a half. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, so, for me, <clears throat> I'm going to go to that Boston game uh, and San Antonio game. I just don't know. I'll fall for the trap here, man. Boston Celtics minus a three as my lock uh, going up against the Spurs. 
for all the reasons that we've mentioned, the San Antonio team is not good at all. It's like Boston has figured out some things uh, after that, after the slow start they had. And again, all the guys are healthy, or at least their main guys with Jason Tatum, uh, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Dennis Schroeder. Um, the only guy that is out for the um, Boston Celtics tonight is, uh, yeah, Rob, Robert Williams. So, um <clears throat> I don't care if he plays or not. I just like Boston minus three here. So. I'm not sure why Williams never plays, though, when he's the lord of time. Shouldn't he be able to play every game? He should, but as I, time lord, you know, you can just freeze time and, you know, heal. Yeah, but I don't know, I don't man. Know. There's, there's just I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you ever hear the story of how he got that name, by the way? No. Yeah. Why don't you tell? I don't know. So why don't you tell me? I, I genuinely I do want to know. Uh, he was late to his intro press conference. Robert Williams. Yeah. So they called him time Lord Cause he missed the intro, the introductory. Press conference. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Actually. I think I heard of that. That's what, yeah, I think I heard of it. I heard that story. That's, that's why he got that name, but let's get to my dog. I am going to go. Let's see here. Um, I cheated. I took two dogs. One, spread, <clears throat> one money one. Yeah. I like that Raptors one. Also, I'm going to, I'll double lock that with you, but I'm going to not be boring. Let me see if I can find it. Is it a triple? Cause I think you said Terrell also like the Raptors as his yeah, dog. I'll get to, yeah, he was, his, that was his dog also. So we, we have a triple, triple dog. So we have a triple dog. Like let's do that. Toronto Raptors uh, money line and uh, the spread here plus four and plus one fifty for the Raptors here tonight. A triple dog like between myself, Scott and Terrell. And I'll give you a bonus dog. Um, let's see here. Do I dare take the Kings money line just for fun? I know you they don't fade play the a, Lakers, which you do anyway. Yeah, so, they don't yeah. play a lick of defense, especially with Alvin Gentry now. But crazier things have happened. I mean, the Rockets beat the Chicago Bulls the other night, but why not? Sprinkle a little bit on that money line for the Sacramento Kings plus two forty. Um, it, this should be a shootout, but again, I, I like fading this Lakers team. So that will be my bonus uh, dog for the night. Um, Scott, you have a parlay that you want to give out for the people while I put together uh, Terrell's. Yeah. Uh, so for this one, I kind of did a crossover between yeah. the prop cast and the NBA gambling podcast because I created a player prop parlay. All right. So. I'm going to look at three players. Some of them are uh, player performance doubles. So first one I'm going to go with is Bobby Portis, double-double, and Bucks to win. That's about plus 390 by itself. Portis has been a very underrated rebounder all season long, Mm -hmm. and he's put up a fair share of double-doubles. I think the Bucks are going to win. Giannis, people think, immediately walks into 15, 20 rebounds every game. It only happens sometimes. Other times he's really not as involved in the boards as he should be. So I do think Portis is a good chance, and I do think that the Bucs should win. I got Capella double-double at minus 125 because how do you not like Clint Capella any given game for a double-double? Yeah. And the guy walks into 15 rebounds as soon as he gets off the bus. And I do think that in a game with that many points against Memphis, he should easily get to 10. Yeah. And the last one, I got Gobert double-double and the Jazz to win at minus 156. And those three pay out at around 13-1. to 1. All right. So you want to say that one more time for the people, Scott? 13 yeah, to 1. So I got Bobby Portis double double okay. with the Bucks to win. Okay. I got Clint Capella double double. 
that just no no bonus on that. Just Capella double double. Okay. And Gobert double double with the Jazz to win. And those three pay out at around 13 to one. There you go. So 13 to one from Scott. I will go with uh I'll give you guys Terrell's uh player or sorry, his uh parlay for tonight. And that's gonna be the Pacers first quarter money line, the Bucks first half money line. The first half under in the Wizards and the Thunder game, the Bulls full game money line, and the Grizzlies full game money line. So let me repeat that. Pacers first quarter money line, Bucks first half money line, Wizards and Thunder first half under in the full game money line for the Bulls and Grizzlies. When you that, when you when you're a basketball fan, but uh, you have dinner reservations at 9:30. <laughs> that will get you to around plus uh, 12 to one, a little, a, a hair above 12 to one on that parlay for uh, Terrell. Uh, let's get some mine here. Let's go with, I am going to go, let's go Thunder plus the seven and a half. Let's go with the Milwaukee Bucks minus a three and a half. And I will go with the where's that over that we liked, Scott? It was the, the Hawks and yeah, or, I'm gonna take the, or the Kings one. I'm gonna throw your lock in there, and I'm gonna throw in the Kings and the Lakers in there also. That'll get me to plus twelve thirty also. So that's gonna be OKC Thunder plus the seven and a half, Milwaukee minus three and a half, and the overs in the Hawks and Grizzlies game and the Kings and Lakers game. That'll get us to plus. 1230 for the games tonight. That'll bring us to the end of the show here, Scott. Um, any final thoughts for the slate or for the NBA tonight? And also let the people know where they can find you, man. No, hoping for some good games tonight. It seemed like there are a lot of lines that seem a little bit too easy, which is usually a slippery slope. So we'll see yeah. how it goes on there. But hopefully we all cash the locks, the dogs, the parlays, everything. And we can all celebrate together with the hundreds of thousands of dollars we'll make from those parlays. But other than that, though, uh, happy to be on the show. Uh, you can find me at Reichel Radio on Twitter, R-E-I-C-H-E-L Radio, one word on Twitter. Besides that, still doing the weekly appearances on the NBA PropCast every Wednesday with Munaf. Besides that, doing editing uh, for a bunch of podcasts, whether it involves the golf gambling podcast, the MLB gambling podcast, which is off season right now. Yeah. But you have the NBA gambling podcast, the prop cast, a lot of stuff going on. And I'm happy to be a part of it. Plus, got the fantasy football articles and the rankings. So staying busy. If you have any questions or any need for advice in fantasy football, check out my ranking, my rankings every week. And I got you covered. Yeah, we're keeping Scott busy over at SGPN with <clears throat> all the appearances he does on the shows uh, and then doing all the editing stuff for the podcast, uh, whether it's all the pods I do and then also the Golf Gambling Podcast. Um, Scott, I had a question for you. I know you do you, you do the editing for uh, the uh, the Golf Gambling Podcast. Uh, how many uh, bleeps or, or how many explicits do you probably hear from uh, Boston Capper on that on those pods that you do for him? Are you talking about for the full episode or for like the 10 seconds that I'm clipping? Probably both. Uh, I'll take the over. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. But I'll take the over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you are, if you aren't listening to the golf gambling podcast, you, you need to get on there. Uh, Steve, the, term, the term that we use in the industry is explicit. 
yeah, Steve and uh, and and uh, Boston Capper over there, they they complement each other so well because Boston Capper is the more like the the guy that likes to drop the f bombs, and then Steve is the guy that kind of likes to keep it clean. But definitely check out all the pods that are happening on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, guys. Uh, got hockey. Is it on absolute fire? Join us in the Slack channel, sg.pn slash Slack. Uh, I will be back doing the NBA podcast with Will uh, as soon as we get done here. And then, Scott, you're joining me for NFL later today? Uh, yeah. Podcast? Yeah, so look out for those two uh, pods later on, and then hopefully we get this one dropped soon also. But enjoy the games. I mean, all uh, we talked about offline, so many games all, all day long with college basketball, college football, NBA, <clears throat> Uh, so much happening. So uh, make sure to subscribe, like, and leave a review for all the pods. So with that being said, guys, have a great weekend of cashing bets. Let's break the books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to.